Episode 84 of the Busting Balls Podcast. He's John. I'm Jeffrey. You can hit us up on Twitter, not X, Twitter, at Busting Balls Pod. Email us at bustingballspod at gmail.com. If you're listening us through our native SoundCloud feed, soundcloud.com slash busting dash balls, or the PWOM Podcast Network, soundcloud.com slash pro wrestling only. And you can hit us up on Spotify, search Busting Balls Podcast. Today's topic. Likely or unlikely, 2023, John, Jeffrey, and our special guest, Chris Damasano, predict what will happen this season, and you can play along at home, too. John, what's happening, brother? Well, as you said there, five years, I think we need some someone to call us out on the bullshit to be the VAR man here. So I think we need a little bit of a new semi-regular or regular co-host. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do things a little differently here uh, going forward. We're actually going to be a three-man booth here, which is not uh, always what we've done, of course. In fact, we've rarely done it. It's always just been the two of us. Look, man, I I skipped on a PWG show to be here at this point, so give me some credit for this. (laughs) Not not really, I wasn't planning on going anyways, but as John said, kind of like VAR, except maybe a little more reliable. So, Maybe it, it's it's for up for discussion. It's at this up point. for discussion. We'll wait and see how this goes. Ah, uh, everybody, please welcome a, a, a new semi-regular presence on the Busting Balls podcast. Uh, he, you may know him as the brains behind the Brazilian Fury YouTube channel. Uh, you may also know him uh, as a former co-host of mine on a different podcast. Actually, two different podcasts. If we're uh, going to be exact here, uh, Chris Damasano. Chris, how are you, my man? I've been good. It's good to be back. It's been a little while since the last time that I guest hosted in some way, shape, or form here, but just excited for the new season. I've been waiting on this throughout the course of the summer and following along more so than the usual, so let's get into some shop talk here. There's definitely a lot of things to cover. So, so hey, gang, we have the semifinals for the World Cup. And, and we need uh, a new winner. Possibly a brand new winner. Yeah, oh, no, we are. <laughs> None yeah. of those folks have won it before. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So, yeah, so, Japan was the last team standing who won it before. Because, uh, remind me, Jeff, what happened to the U.S. here? Uh, they fell out to Sweden on penalties. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, that, that boy, has that been a flashpoint among the right wing of, uh, the United States? 
they're, they're too woke now, were they by any chance? Oh, yes, yeah. W- wokeness is why they they crash out. Not because they were playing like garbage for yeah, not because of- yeah, not because. Yeah, not because they have been lacking depth for the last couple of years, and their U-20s and U-17 teams don't look all that good for the future either. Like, right now, the U.S. soccer scene is kind of at an odd stalemate because if you really think about the scene as a whole, women's football as a whole, or soccer, whatever it is that you want to call it, depending on where you are, I'm not personally judging anybody who uses either of those terms. Some people might. I'm not, personally. Point is... The U.S. was one of the earlier countries that did make that sort of very minor investment. And I say minor with a capital M at that uh, into the women's football scene. But over the past couple of years, the rest of the world started catching up with that. We have like women's Premier Leagues and the Super League, Champions Leagues and what have you as well. So the level has been increasing as a whole the u.s is no longer the kings on the women's football side of the spectrum and it kind of showed this year like uh i know megan rapino is like a lightning rod for every single bit of controversy and what have you and she's been a great player for many years but she's washed at this point she's past her prime she's you know retiring pretty soon here at this point too and it's just it was not a good performance for her this year and i think just that penalty kick that she missed against sweden kind of encapsulated all of that but you know i think a lot of people who will criticize her performance as a sports person as a whole are kind of taking it as a whole like you know you have that sort of really fanatical side of the internet that doesn't go outside that takes it as an umbrage like you're insulting her you know choices as a woman uh you know what she's doing you know what she supports and that it's not none of that sort and unfortunately that's what a lot of the right-wing media is kind of making the the focal point is that oh you know they support you know people having the same rights as you and i so you know therefore they're too woke and they're not focused and blah blah blah. you know the usual right-wing nonsense bullshit and what have you with it but the reason the united states lost its world cup is because their core was not that good. They were very inconsistent throughout the course of the cup. They got lucky that they got past group stages to begin with on that front. Yes, that's true. And, yeah, they, they didn't even win their group, which everybody yeah. assumed that they would do handily, and they did not. And again, I thought they went out with their best performance by a mile. That that was a decent game they played against Sweden, but still, yeah, and not even that. Yeah, a, a U.S. team in their prime would have never let Sweden even get close to extra time, let alone lone penalty kicks where just about anything can happen. Right, but so, I mean, also, look at look at the, the teams that did not even make the knockouts. Like, uh, yeah. your, your Brazil, Marta, yeah. did not even go to a, to a knockout to end her career. The um, Brazilian Football Federation has failed Marta so many times that I think at this point she deserves compensation for that alone. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Um, the, the less we talk about the Sebeafi, the better. Yes. Like, let's... Yeah, uh, but also, I mean, Alexandra Pop couldn't lead Germany to the, mm-hmm. the knockouts either. Yeah, and I mean, this is a Germany side. They were only, was it last year, in the final of the women's euro so this is not a bad germany side no it is no. not position so i mean yeah and so clearly you know this is a uniquely american thing where you know they lose therefore 
wokeness, you know. Mm. You know. Yeah, I, fuck, because, fuck because the right, Tories, because, fuck be, the Republicans, and yeah, everyone because in the, yeah, because the right wing loves to pretend how much they care about the women's football. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and women's sports. Yeah. So, oh, oh, yeah. And since we're mentioning examples of you know teams that have failed upwards, let's talk about Canada as well too, failing to qualify in the first place. Right. Exactly. Just, but I, I want to take out some special time, carve out some special time here to tell. Alexi Lawless, that you can gargle my balls. Is The greatest for all time in his own head. Yeah, you, you can gargle my balls for eternity, my man. Okay? Alexi Lawless, the biggest example of someone failing upwards that I've seen in my entire life. Let's talk about this for a second. No, that, no let's absolutely talk, talk about this. I, I, I've been waiting let's, to talk about let's this. Talk, let's talk about a washed-up has-been who would have never even been close to a national team call-up if the state of his country wasn't such dog shit in the 1990s. Oh, oh yeah, people want to talk about, oh, he's the first American who played in Serie A for a team that, A, got nearly relegated their first season. In the second season, when he went there on loan because the MLS was still a year away from starting, they got relegated after all. So it's not like he helped matters by any stretch of the imagination. He got put into a folder by Bebeto and Homario in the World Cup and was never seen in a World Cup ever since. Uh, So you know what? For a dude that likes to, you know, get on these U.S. teams, criticize the likes of Rapino, Alex Morgan, and everybody in between, you had four games in which you appeared in the World Cup, and you made an impact in none of them. Yeah, so, so, so shut yeah, yeah, yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> yes, Chris is definitely suited for this show. What do you think, John? <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm just beautiful. I'm just going to relax for this whole episode. I, 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 I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and read some stats out for you, because courtesy of CNN, because they threw this graphic up, and this graphic is wonderful. So, if we look at the World Cup careers between Megan Rapino and Alexi Lawless, uh, titles <laughs> one, Megan Rapino two, Alexi Lawless zero. <laughs> Games played, 17 for Megan Rapino, Alexi Lawless Four, as as Chris just said. Uh, goal scored. Megan Rapino nine. Alexi Lawless, zero. <laughs> Assists for Megan Rapino seven. Assists for Alexi Lawless, zero. Golden Boot Award. Megan Rapino one. Alexi Lawless, you guessed it, zero. <laughs> So and, what you're saying here is he's a big fat zero, right? And, and, and for, lastly, the Golden Ball Award for Best Player: Megan Rapino <laughs> one, Alexi Lawless zero. So, yeah, um, you know, I, I remember my the first time realizing that Alexi Lawless did not know what the actual fuck he was talking about was when he was. Well, that when he opened his mouth first time. Well, yeah, well, yes. But I I remember very distinctly when he was going on about how, uh, in in 2011, I think it was, about how Thierry Henry was not matching up to the standards of Major League Soccer. I'm thinking, right. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) How many league titles had he won uh, between Arsenal and Barcelona 
by then. Um, yeah. How many World Cups had Thierry Henry won? But yeah, not hey, matching hey, up hey, to the hey. standards of Major League Soccer. <laughs> Don't talk about those World Cups to Ireland, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the '98 one. What what is Ireland got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you know but you know still yeah alexia lawless you can fuck off forever just fuck off to infinity my man and beyond <laughs> and beyond because you know you, you can never do one thing as badly as alexi lawless does fucking everything <laughs> And the fact that you could say that about Elon Musk, too, just, you know, wild coincidence. <laughs> so you're saying he's the Elon Musk of the commentary world. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. What a just a massive fucking prick. And, and really, you know, it does not really warrant any further mention by us. So let's get to. The business end here, uh, as we record this, the 15th of August, Spain versus Sweden. Sweden's got to be the favorites now. Do they? You, you, you've been on this England bandwagon. Well, you know, I have been noticing England uh, not, not great, as you pointed out. But not great, but and without a lot of players, but still in the semifinals. They are in the semifinals <laughs> against, the very a, against a host nation, Australia. Yeah, and Australia yep. again have got this far essentially without Sam Kerr. I know mm-hmm. that, that this is why. Why is she injured or something? Yeah, she was injured going into the tournament. Oh, so, yeah, okay. she was. And again, the craziest thing to think about because I did think Japan kind of were the shoe in favorites once a lot of the you know round of sixteen got announced but credit to sweden because i watched that game between them and japan they pounced on every chance that japan gave them and it was too little too late after those two goals happened within you know a couple minutes of each other but for a while there and i mean credit is due to a lot of the teams who made it here like south africa nobody was really expecting them to do all that much nigeria almost took england to the limit there as it was on the round of 16. Well, how about jamaica jamaica they as well Brazil, first of all yeah you know mm-hmm. And then almost did the same to Colombia as well, too, to their credit. Yeah, so, so, like, there was ample opportunities here to do some stuff. But, I mean, if we want to talk about games of their lives, that Australia-France game is going to go in, like, lore for the next 20 years oh, absolutely. at minimum. Absolutely. And, again, the fact that they're playing England in the semifinal, there is no bigger game that Australia will likely ever play in our generation as we know it unless they pull off some sort of miracle on the men's side of the spectrum over the next you know four to eight years this is the biggest game that's ever going to happen for that nation as a whole and the fact that it's the women leading the way on that front too is (laughs) phenomenal yeah yeah so but in the midst of all that the lots of leagues have started now in fact, most yes, of them have. have started. Uh, I think the only mm-hmm. one we're actually waiting for to start is the Bundesliga and Serie A. Uh, yeah, yeah. Serie A kicks off this next week, I believe, on yeah, the 19th. I believe so the Bundesliga. Uh, can we talk Germany for a minute? Uh, Harry Kane fully expecting to get silverware within hours of signing to Bayern Munich. And, uh, yeah, that does not happen as Leipzig fall to a Danny Olmo hat trick 3-0 uh your super cup winners 
to start the season. Uh, the biggest do, Jonah since Jonah Hex, my man. Do, Ooh. <laughs> That's how foraging Harry Kane is. Look, look it, it was going to be the funniest thing either way. Either Harry Kane was going to win a title within hours of his arrival in Bayern, or he was going to bottle it within hours. So either way, the result would have been funny <laughs> in one way, shape, or form. I mean, it's not, I mean the latter. I mean, it's not entirely his fault. He was started on the bench. So I mean and they were already True. three. I, I think they were basically three nil down. There were two. They were two no, they were nil down. I believe. Yeah, yeah. that's two, right. And then, there was a, and then a penalty. Have, have you not seen the footage of Kane going up to contest yes. with the ref and then realizing he doesn't speak German? <laughs> Guys, this this is why on Football Manager, anytime you get one of those, that's why you hit the send on intensive language course button because otherwise <laughs> your guy is going to be in trouble. <laughs> But yeah, you know what? That did also take away one of my questions for uh, our main topic today because uh, that deal did get go through. So uh, anyway, yeah, Premier League. Um, yeah, let's talk some Premier League for a minute. Uh, first of all, first time, first uh, opening round in a while that I can think of where all three promoted teams lost and lost big. Yeah, I, I think there was no shock with Burnley because that's they they played City last season in the cup. They got worked by six. They, I think, to me, I wouldn't be too worried about Burnley. I, I think Vincent Kempney's a good manager. He'll sort things yeah. out. The other two promoter clubs, I do not see them staying up. I, I, so, would sit would sit and Burnley? Like, here's the thing: the fact that Vincent Kempney capped them to three nil after a certain point, is an accomplishment in and of itself because Holland EXE is in full effect. We are, in fact, screwed. <laughs> yeah. D does Haaland exist if he's not scoring a goal? The guy does nothing else on a pitch. I mean, we, 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 we were rightfully slandering him after the Community Shield in which Arsenal beat... He heard. In which he heard. Our, our Arsenal beat... Yeah. Uh, Jeff, beat this is all your fault. This is all your fault. <laughs> All my fault, is it? Yeah, oh, yeah. all your fault. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I'll give Burnley their props with the exception of a very minority of their fans that were doing dumb shit, like, you know, booing the knee or the guy who threw the lighter at one of the uh, defenders of City as well, too, during like the 20th minute, I think is what it was. Just yeah. some real shitty behavior from certain fans. And uh, From what I remember hearing on the broadcast, that fan did get found and like kicked out so good. Ban him for life. Fuck everyone who boos the notion of a knee being taken to begin with, especially given what well, it is about to begin with. Manager for a start. Yeah, exa exactly. Oh. Like, it's just dumb. It's just so dumb. Well, you know, you you, uh, you, you can take Sean Dyche out of the club, but you can't take. Oh wait a minute. You know what? Wait, you you know what I mean, right? <laughs> no, I, I, it, it, it's it's a minority offense. But the problem is when that minority is as loud as they are, it gets noticeable and it needs to be called out accordingly. It's just, well, yeah, that's absolutely, the of the beast, absolutely. And I, I, I'll be honest. I did not know that that happened because I was you know stuck at work when uh, right, yeah, when that game was yep. going on. So you yeah, know, it's I, one of the games I did get to see li live just because I was around the house and what have you at that point. So I but, it, it was so predictable. <laughs> yeah. Know? And I mean, we'll get to it as we go through the co couple of the games, but I mean, we go into the Saturday features, which were, you know, five or six of them that happened. Uh, your arsenal started off pretty well. It wasn't the Matt Turner revenge game that maybe some people would 
have expected, but he looked good in net for Forrest. I'm not going to lie. He did actually look good in his very, in his very first uh, Premier League appearance, it turns out. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it, I mean, I'm sad to see him go. Uh, I'm not too upset about David Raya coming in. No, not by any stretch. He should be a very good top goalie for you guys while Ramsdale handles the obvious like Champions League duties that are going to come along with the Premier League bulk of games as well. Yeah. Right, it's not a bad number two to have by any I mean, stretch. But I mean, you know, I, I mean, as an international keeper, Matt Turner has won silverware for the USA mm-hmm. as a keeper. So it does seem, it did seem a little odd, but you know, at the same time, this gives him game time. Which is yes. which is can only help the USA. It's too. essential for him if he wants to be the starting keeper for that 2026 World Cup team because it's between him and uh, what was it, Zach Steffen? I want to say. I think like, so. Yeah. But, like, I okay. Mean, and he's but never it's between and those he, two. And Zach Steffen's never going to start for City. Yeah, because Ederson is there, so it's yeah. that's the na- nature of the beast there as a whole. Uh, what I will say though is, uh, Arsenal. Definitely a top four contender. No question about it at this point. They've got the depth pretty much everywhere to do that. I will say Forest looks like they are going to be able to survive, and I think they'll do better than last year in terms of placements. Maybe like 15th, 14th, but so far into it, they've got the right pieces. Yeah, uh, that, 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 that last 10 minutes. Yeah, that last 10 minutes was a little worrisome. <laughs> yeah. And to be said, credit where credit is due. Bukayo Saka already scoring a goal of the season in the first week is something. Well, how about, wow. How about how about how Martinelli teed up and Eddie and Kedia? Yeah, also I mean, very, very, know, very good. And lest we forget when 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 Gabriel Jesus did go out for some time after the World Cup last winter, uh, Eddie stepped up and he mm-hmm. did perform. I mean, he outperformed all expectations. During that yeah. time, yeah, what's that? His first goal since March or January, was it, or something like that? Uh, so, I think March sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So it did. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting this, all those players firing right now, it's a good start of the season. But you know, we'll learn how good Arsenal are when the Champions League comes in. I think same with all the other clubs, particularly oh, yeah. Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. So let's yeah let's talk about some other uh, let's talk some other clubs at here. Uh, Everton. Fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, no, get them relegated at this point. Like, I hate to see it. Get them out. I, I don't even care if they have like a mountain of debt between their new stadium and whatever dumb money their owners spent that's gone down the drain. Like this lot does not deserve to be in the Premier League. And I've been saying this for like two seasons at this point. Like it's time to go. Literally. Oh. Just get out. Don't come back. Chris, I'm sending a red shirt over to you for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I entirely agree. They uh, we... Very little. They, you know, you, you go, you appoint Frank Lampard as manager. You deserve everything you get. Yeah, but the, now they have Sean Dyche as manager. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, also, favorite. you deserve it, everything. And, and, you I, and, and I don't even like Dyche to that stretch, but it's just, come on, yeah. man. Like, it's just that team is so bad. They're not prepared for even playing at this level. And no amount of shithousery, I think, at this point. I think this is the season they go down, personally. Like, I, they threaded the needle one too many times. Oh, boy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, the survival strategy is hope there's three worst teams than you. And one year, that ain't going to work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, 
well, we'll we'll bring this up again during the main topic. Uh we we did have an historic occasion though on Saturday. Indeed. We had the first ever goal in the Premier League scored by Luton Town. Yeah. And the Got a couple of things to say because that was one of the games I did watch. The score doesn't tell the full story for anyone who just looks at it and sees it as a 4-1 and think, oh, this was a beatdown. Luton was very good for about 70 minutes of that game. They kept it close. You know, they went down 1-0, came back, got a go- got that goal for the penalty that they did. Second one was a bit of a toughie for them to let in, but then just they kind of, the dam broke after that third goal and just that mistake in their uh, backline end of the spectrum. Yeah, I do think that's more credit to Brighton's depth, which is going to be huge for them because they've got Europa League duty this year around. So, you know, yeah. they actually have expectations for once this year that they've got a somewhat meet to an yes. extent. It's not like they're just playing with house money anymore. But I think Luton is going to be a good team. I just think that a lot of their points are going to come from their home games rather than being on the road. Kenilworth Road is going to be so cool to see once it's ready to go oh, for absolutely. Premier League standards. I cannot wait. I can't, and oh. I think just that that atmosphere alone is going to be uh, just wild to see. And I hope, to me personally, I'm hoping they're one of the teams that like threads the needle but gets... Uh, you know, gets away from the relegation zone by like the last week around. And we see, to me, I mean, we can probably talk about this later on in the main topic as to who gets relegated and what have you, but they're one of the teams that I'm hoping does stay up uh, as a whole. So. Yeah. I mean, the thing uh, Chris was saying about Luton there, where they fade out 70 minutes, I think that's what we're going to see a lot of this season, sadly, because the thing Luton is still basically a side built for the championship. And the thing with you, you see with championship sides in cup games against first sides, you see them kind of get to 70 minutes and they've been playing at a level they're not used to for that long. And that's when the mistakes start creeping in. So I sadly think they're going to struggle, even though I would love to see them stay up. I, I would too. Uh, I think it's great. I think Kenilworth Road is, is great. I, I, I love stadiums where you can see, you know, the neighborhood in the background, you know. <laughs> You it know. beats the shit out when they had the plastic pitch last time. Uh oh, did they? Oh, they had uh, they had turf last time they were in the top yeah, flight. Yeah, they the eighties infamously had they had a plastic pitch. Oh my goodness! In the in what was the, you know just the division one in, in the first was, division? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they had a really good record at that point, you know. Wow. And they beat Arsenal in the cup final, so what do you know? They did, they did. Uh however, this was not the biggest ass whooping of the week. In the Premier nope. League. No, that honor goes to Newcastle beating Aston Villa, whose new badge I do not like. <laughs> they, uh, Yeah, I, I think uh, Villa got really badly affected with Tyron Ming's injury there. You know, his yeah. is basically done. Yes. Yeah, they just lost all the cohesion there. Um, yeah, I'm just hoping that yeah. you know, we don't have a similar situation with Yuri and Timber. Mm-hmm. going on but yeah and, Tyrone Mings going off really changed the game for Villa and yeah, yeah. and to Villa's credit Musa Diaby looks like he's going to be a baller this season for them already like that first goal by itself already shows that he'll score 10 to 15 like at minimum throughout the course well, of the how about season Sandro Tonali too I mean yeah oh no I mean Sandro 
Tonali and Guimarães on that midfield is going to be a matchup nightmare for just about everybody oh. in the Prem this season. Like Newcastle, are, the the scariest thing about it is that yes, not only are they backed by Saudi money, they're using it smartly too. They're not just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks, aka the Everton approach, which... <laughs> or, or or the Saudi Arabia approach. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, it, it, in in general, yeah, exactly. But just know it's been smart business that they've done throughout and to grab Tonali who you'd think by the way that he talked about AC Milan that he would have been a Milan boy until he died basically just that's a coup for them that's going to be a fun team to watch as a neutral and a team that you do not want to play against as a you know Premier League fan of any of the other 19 teams that are on there like Newcastle kind of made a statement with this one there. They took advantage of the circumstances that were presented to them. Uh, Alexander Izak looks like he's going to be one of the best strikers in the world in not another year or so at this point, and he's making steps towards that now. So Yeah, I- Izak was... Uh, I- Izak was... Uh, he-, he was something else yesterday. It has to be yeah. said. Again, um, I don't think I've seen a player come and settle from Syria and settle so well since Mo Salah did it. And Salah obviously had a Premier League experience beforehand. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this could be a, a really good season for Newcastle. Again, though, Champions League games, they haven't had, they had they're going from zero to Champions League. That's going to test that depth. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, they haven't been in Champions League since the days of Bobby Robson and, you know, uh, you know, what's his, Alan Shearer, you know. Yeah, so. 20 years. Yeah, 20. I, I, yeah, I remember the last time they were in the Champions League. <laughs> yeah, that's why you've got great hair. <laughs> hey, watch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we have today's games uh, as we record. Brentford and Spurs, that was a bit of a thriller. Yeah, bit of a fun first half. Second half, maybe not so much, but I think Anjbal is already starting to show off a little bit that Spurs are playing a little more exciting than they have been in the past couple of years there as a whole uh i will say though brentford is gonna miss ivan tony immensely nothing against brian and boomu or uh of course i forget his name uh now thank you yes both are gonna be good strikers for them but tony's finishing in like one or two of the chances that brentford would have had Probably would have been goals if it was them striking that ball. Yeah, which n- just neither shows of them. Again. Yeah, neither of them are 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 uh, Ivan Tony. But one thing I'm going to point out is that the NBC commentators today were talking about uh, Ange Postecoglou uh, pulling Christian Romero after the goal because he saw Romero gesture to his head. Because remember, before Christian Romero's goal, there was a collision with Christian Romero and a Brentford player, and they both, a collision of heads, they both went down. They were clear to continue, but afterwards, Romero was like, no, he was like pointing to his head like it was still hurting, and and just said, yeah, no, you're coming off. Yeah, no. And and Romero was pissed, but, you know. It's Who got his bell rung? I completely understand calling that. Yeah, so, I mean. eh. I, I really like that. It's gonna be very hard to to hate Spurs now. Now that yeah, it, now, 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 now that now that now that Kane is gone no. and Ange is manager, I'm like, ah, oh, jeez, you know. And and that they, however many places below you, you know, you're gonna be looking down on them at the end of the season. They're in the rearview mirror. 
Yeah. You know, St. Tartagum's Day in March or whatever. Here, oh, yeah, here's, here's one quick note I did <laughs> wanted to make, though, from one of the games from yesterday as well, too, because Sheffield United and Crystal Palace did play. Sheffield is one of the teams that I do see getting relegated outright because they've sold everybody. That The two key players that they've had that kind of got them to this level, they've sold them. Like, Burgers with Burnley now, and yep. Yai went over to Marseille, which... Uh, just doesn't inspire me by any stretch, and it makes me feel that they're only well, they like Mc- this season. Well, they saw McGoldrick, don't they? I mean, true, but <laughs> that's one guy Sh- out of a bunch. I mean, that's Mc- McGoldrick and Billy Sharp. I mean, come on. I mean, what more? No, do you Sharp, need? Sharp is not Sharp is not there anymore. He oh, left. did he leave? Oh shit! Yep, well, yeah, yeah okay, he left yeah, last then, season. Well, then they're screwed. Uh, yeah. Again, they're, to me, they're, they're screwed. The biggest limelight that Sheffield United is gonna have is their nice little cameo on Welcome to Wrexham this season, which is not gonna be. <laughs> painting them in a very good light in my personal opinion given especially some Billy, of the especially antics <laughs> oh yeah G- given some of the antics that happened during that FA Cup r- during you know the both of those games yeah um, what I will say is this uh, Max Lowe almost got knocked on his ass by 76 year old Roy Hodgson oh, and I wanted to see that <laughs> Not if you uh, bark, yeah. baby. Goes in, takes ball, little show, and then Roy, Roy Hodgson, he's an original South London soul boy. You don't mess with the soul boys. <laughs> he's going to chib you. <laughs> well, le- le- well, lastly, before we move on to our main topic, uh, it, it, our, our final match that has been played so far, because as we record this, uh, Man U and Wolves will uh, not have been played yet. Because uh, that's not until Monday. By the time this airs, Manu and Wolves will play. I think United's going to probably handily win that one because Wolves. Well, I mean, Wolves L- is the L- other team relegated. Easily. Oh, okay, yeah. Because yeah. Wolves. I mean, yeah. I mean, Hulen Lupategi walked like the week of the season starting. So yeah, that should say enough about the state of Wolves I right mean, we, now. We, Between we, that. Yeah, we, we have seen this happen before, and it doesn't usually end well. See also Martin O'Neill in Aston Villa and yeah. Tony Pulis in Crystal Palace. And also, Huben Nevis being, going to Saudi should, be, should have been the canary in the coal mine sign for Wolves as a whole. Yeah. If he left... Everybody else is just like, yeah, no, yeah, we're, Ruben we're Neves, just yeah. Ruben Neves was like the only th- real thing they had going, and uh, who scores goals for them this year? You know, are they going to score as many goals as there are games? Well, see if Robert Plant's available. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> well, yeah, let's get to the main event of this week, which was Chelsea and Liverpool. Which of all the games that you're going to sign Anthony Taylor to, this is the one you choose. It's like you're begging for fuckery to happen. <laughs> and fuckery, in fact, did happen. Hey, John, you know, the floor is yours on uh, that. Well, 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 <laughs> By well, all well, means. All right, go ahead. Go ahead, John. Um, I mean, as a rule, the game itself was a really good advert for why both sides are going for Moses Casido here. Because they both desperately need that number six to lock the back door. Because t- they were... Both teams were getting at their defenses far too easily. I will say and, Chelsea had the better second half. I will say oh, this. Yes. First half hour was Liverpool, McAllister in the game. Then Pochettino shifted Fernandez to the left a little with you know where Cody Gapo is. Cody Gapo, bless him, is not a midfielder. And you know, he ran the game from that from half an hour onwards. So yeah, I, I mean I, I was quite happy with the point in the end, except for Anthony fucking Taylor. Because 
you're telling me that a ball that is that is prevented from going into the box a ball from about 40 yards away from a corner that hits someone on the hand when his hand is up and the VAR agrees with this somehow it was the most blatant handball penalty you will see and it was not given I did like well, the I don't know the, the, no the, the I think the blatant handball was the one at at at, at Leipzig yesterday <laughs> that was oh. a pretty blatant handball oh man <laughs> and that was given if so. some... yeah but this one wasn't and yeah, uh, the off the offside's perfect. I love the you know the bookings for the waving of a yellow card, the attempt you know for both sides there, beautiful. But Anthony Taylor, again, as you said, gargle my balls. You can fuck off because you have no clue how to ref a game. Can 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 we say Manchester bastard? <laughs> can, can can we say? During the women's World Cup, that I think it's great that now the referee is on the PA system. Absolutely, I I am one hundred percent in for that. Yeah, I am too because the incorporated NFL... in every single league. Yeah, because the, simple as that. Because the NFL's been doing that. Rugby yep. has been doing that since forever. Mm-hmm. In fact, on rugby, you can actually hear the conversation between the ref and you know what they call the television match official in rugby. They also. <laughs> And they've also been experimenting with that in France, I believe. I'm not sure if it was League One, League One, or League Two, but I did remember seeing a clip of that in which they were basically tracking everything that the referee was saying regarding the decision and whatever they called. Yeah, I mean, yeah, bar. by Just, all means, please let's let's do this. Yeah, well, even well, if there's yeah, a small delay, you know, so you can get to cut out any expletives. What's going on? Let's hear it because I really want to know the logic behind that penalty not being given today. Yeah, and no, I, I, I got you. It. But you know, it, it's just transparency and decision making. But That's on the all. other, but on the other hand, can we also look at the other the other side of this, which is two teams that underperformed last season, both underperformed. Uh, today, as I said, it was two very flawed teams going at each other today, and as I said, you see why they're going for Moses Casido. Well, we're in for him. Chelsea are doing a lot of stamping and shouting, going. Trying to get us out of the picture, which doesn't appear to be happening. I would have loved to have been that boardroom today because you know John Henry and Todd Bowley were both there. It's like, <laughs> come on, was it a was it a two man beat down to decide who gets it? Oh, you know, Todd Bowley. Yeah, maybe they just both, uh, they brought their branded Red Sox and uh, and Dodgers ball bats with them to, uh, <laughs> to, to that meeting. <laughs> just the fact that Todd Bowley is a part owner of the Dodgers automatically just makes my blood boil as a whole. Because I have to sit and watch these guys dominate our division by just basically throwing cash around and then bottle yep. it in mid-October. So... Fuck the Dodgers and fuck Todd Bowley. And yeah. I guess fuck Chelsea by default as well, too. Well, so, I mean, yeah. well, it's always some real fuck Chelsea hours around here, regardless. Oh, totally. so, I mean, yeah. the other thing is Casido, um, the whole transfer saga on that. Was Is that, you know, transfer of Kepa to Madrid, is that to try and help free up cash for it? Because otherwise, it makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, I, I don't see why Real Madrid would be in for Kepa anyway. Because uh, Thibaut Courtois has done his ACL. That'll be why. There was a rumor they were going to be signing David De Gea, and you know, I, I heard, I heard, I believe that they rumor. did. Yeah, I, I, I say, I heard did that at this rumor. point. 
Yeah. This man who has made a career being in the right place at the right time and has made his bucks from that. I mean, get the bag, man. Get the bag. Hell yeah. I, I don't begrudge him at any of it. Well, we're, we're already gone over uh, what we were uh, talking about. But, you know, this is what happens when every league starts. Oh, I do want to point out one thing, though. Uh, I, I my, my favorite uh, result from last week. I just want to yeah. say real quick. Kilmarnock won, Rangers nil. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop I'm... the count. Stop the count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the SPL is over. Forget it. It's yeah. done. <laughs> it's, it's... It's finished. Hearts get Hearts get their top three finish as expected. Celtic win it. <laughs> Rangers get relegated. Sounds like a good result for everybody yeah, involved. Everybody, really? yes. I mean, they did. They did kind of whoop uh, Livingston yesterday. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, they're gonna win. But I mean, it's Livingston, so it is what yeah. it is. But I mean, uh, Celtic even beat, for the Celtic beat beat Aberdeen today. That was that was kind of yeah. nice. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, there's been a couple of leagues that have been going at this point. Obviously, the Brazilian side of the spectrum, they're kind of towards their midpoint of the season. The Libertadores has been going, which has been... Palmeiras has been solid in that, which I've been pretty happy about. The league form, it's been okay. A lot of draws, unfortunately. And Botafogo seems like they're going to run away with the title at this point. They've been playing so well. Like, holy Yeah, shit. I, I was going to say, I don't they think Palmeiras good. Is... Yeah, I don't think uh, Palmeiras is winning the Brazilian Serie A uh, this un, time. Un, unless Botafogo bottles it in this second half, like it's their title to lose more than anything. They're they've got forty seven points. They've only lost two games all season out of nineteen. Like it's I mean, immense. You can't beat that Grammy, really. Grammy, Grammy, who's in second place with thirty three points, and then Flamengo, Fluminense, Palmeiras, and uh, Red Bull Bragantino with thirty one points. It's a night and day differential between first place and everybody else down the table. Santos is in like danger of getting, they're in the relegation zone right now with 18 points, by the way. And that's a team that hasn't been relegated for from the top level of Brazilian football since their inception. So we could be it. We could could be in for a first there if their form keeps up that way for which. Yeah, I mean, too bad for them if that's the case. I, 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 guarantee, um, I guarantee you if Santos get relegated, they're, so they're going to change the rules for relegation because that's exactly what happened in Argentina when when River Plate got relegated. Oh, yeah. And, and, and then when River, River Plate got relegated again under those rules, they changed them again. So, Bo- Boca fans will have slander for the rest of their lifetime, even, even if they lost that one Libertadores final, just doing those relegations alone. But yeah, as mentioned, a couple leagues have been going. Japan's J1 has been interesting this year because there's three teams that could win the title outright between defending champions Yokohama F. Marinos, Nagoya Grampus, who have been on a resurgence this year around, and Naviso Kobe as well, who... You know, for the longest time, we're like Barcelona Junior and very inconsistent. But now, you know, their manager's been playing more like domestic players and whatnot. And they've been leading the league for most of it now. Uh, you know, I think I, I, I've always had a soft spot for Nagoya Grampus 8 for two different... For- because of Ars- Arsene, right? Well, yeah, Arsene Wenger. What, that was the team Arsene Wenger managed before Arsenal. But number two, their badge is an Orca, which... There mm-hmm. you go. <laughs> Fair. And you're a big Gary Lineker fan as well. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> hey, remember when we remember when we stuck up for Gary Lineker on this show, John? Oh, nothing wrong with Gary Lineker at all. Even nope. if he set up a football podcast now, damn it. Well, <laughs> well, also, you know, he, he uh, 
shit himself in the World Cup that one time, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it happen to the best of us. <laughs> Do we have any other, uh, any, any other newsy bits before we get into our main topic of this week? I, I think we've probably gone a long, a long enough time on this. Let's yeah, get into it. Let's just get into it. I think we're going to do a pod blast uh, next week uh, once the, uh, the the women's final has been played. So uh, we'll, so stay tuned for that as far as housekeeping goes. But uh, as far as this, coming up, today's topic, likely or unlikely, 2023, John, Jeffrey, and Chris predict what will happen this season, and you can play along at home too. Please. Stay tuned. the second half of episode 84 of the busting balls podcast tonight for your entertainment john jeffrey and chris go likely or unlikely will any of this shit happen this season and you guys can play along at home too (laughs) as always we promise that we're going to keep track of this and then uh we never do so five years in running to their to your to credit, I sort of did halfway through and then just kind of forgot about it. I meant to remind <laughs> you of this at some point this year. But now that I'm here as the third person, I actually will have to try it to a certain extent. So I'm going to make a list. I've got a notepad ready to go with my own questions, and then I'll just add yours okay. to it and the answers, and we can okay. just go back to okay, it. So, so how do we want to do this since we actually have a, th- a three-man booth now? How do we want to do this? Uh, do we just want to go through one person, goes through all their questions, or do we want to rotate? I think rotating is good, isn't it? Best okay. order first name, uh, you know, Chris being the new guy. I think if he goes first, he's okay, second. Sure. I'll bring up the rear. All right. Okay. Sounds good. All right, Chris, you 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 lead us off then. All right. So the first one of these that I have, and it's probably I would argue one of my two interesting ones. After Lionel Messi's high-profile signing with uh, CF, Inter Miami CF. The MLS will alter their transfer rules next season in order to attract more high-profile players. Likely or unlikely? Um, I'm going to say likely personally. And I, I am too. Although they still have a sal- although they still have a salary cap thing that they have to worry about. But knowing MLS and you know their their very fast and loose rules with their designated players, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm going to say likely as well. And I'll, I'll bring up a third and that and go very likely. I think, you know, particularly in the US, you want to get eyes on the game. You want to get, you know, players of Messi's reputation at least. Plus, you know, you've got the Saudis in the game now too. You want to stay ahead of them. You want to get the eyeballs. You want to get a piece of that sweet, sweet TV cash, particularly from the European guys. I'm definitely there with likely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who's that? John, you want to 
Do one next. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll do one next. Oh, okay. Oh, Here we go. Ange Posikoglu gets Spurs a trophy in the first season while Harry Jonah Kane goes bare again. Ooh. I'm going to say unlikely because despite what you saw yesterday, it is so highly likely that Bayern Munich are going to raise a, a 12th consecutive Meisterschale. So, yeah, I'm going to say unlikely on that one. I would say, thinking about it, just because it would be the ultimate irony, and I'm going to say it is likely. I like that. Oh, like oh, you're, you're going you're gonna to say Bayern Munich do not win anything. This year, they almost—they almost did last year. Let, let's face facts. Yeah. It took a—it took a bottle job of all bottle jobs by Dortmund for that to not happen last year around. Well, well, it came that, down to the last day. At that, that much so. is true, but in the end, they still hoisted an eleventh Meisterschale, an eleventh consecutive Meisterschale. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, the uh, odds uh, are with them. I think. I'm just disappointed neither of you used lads at Spurs. Come on. To me, as much as lads it's Tottenham is a meme as it is, Anj Postikologlu has a resume of coming into teams and making them into winners. He's done it everywhere that he's gone. So a Carabao Cup is not out of reach for Tottenham if they get their shit yeah. figured out uh, no, by I, any stretch. I, I agree. I agree. But also... Ange Postecoglou has never managed at this level either. Fair. So, Fair. And on that note, my first question also about Ange Postecoglou. Ange uh, Postecoglou will last longer at Spurs than Brendan Rodgers will at Celtic, likely or unlikely. Ooh. I'm going to go... I'm going to go likely because I think they'll give Ange a chance because he... And I think he has... In this case, Harry Kane going off to Bayern is good for him because that will buy him time because no one is going to have big expectations. And Brendan Rodgers has this habit of, you know, having his head turned pretty quickly as well. So I'm going to go likely, but I still think they'll both be there at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. Same call here. Likely that they'll both still be around for more than one season, but I do think that out of the two, Rogers is the one that moves on somewhere else, whether that's by his own volition or not, compared to Ange. Well, I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, Brendan Rogers has already had a already has form for leaving Celtic in the middle of uh, a season um, to go. You know, once a Premier League team kind of you know shakes their tail mm -hmm. feathers a little bit at, at him, but at the same time. Remember how long they gave Nuno Espirito Santo, and he actually had a decent rep coming in from Wolves, too. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to actually say unlikely. I think, unlikely. That, I, I think that Daniel Levy will not ha give Ange the time, to be honest. because That's my personal fear as well, unfortunately, yeah. because Daniel Levy is a git in the worst possible <laughs> manner. Like, <laughs> legitimately. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I mean, and his co-owner's in a bit of legal trouble as well. Oh, yeah, I, I did hear about that. So, uh, oops. All right, Chris. All right, so for my next one, we'll stick with the uh, theme that I kind of initially had uh, going as well. As you all know, 
a certain Greg Berhalter did get rehired as the U.S. Men's managed team manager for this upcoming cycle uh, of sorts. So here's my question to you all. Greg, uh, or rather my statement to you all, Greg Berhalter will have a losing record against non-CONCACAF teams through his next stint as U.S. MNT manager, likely or unlikely. Oh, very likely, because I don't think any manager in the history of the USA has had a winning record against non-CONCACAF teams. Very easy to stab that against CONCACAF, unfortunately. That's why I'm saying this is very likely as well. A lot of Greg Berhalter's record, if you really look at it closely, is by beating the, you know, Curacao's and Trinidad and Tobago's and, you know, Barbados of the world, rather than actual, like, legitimate competition. When you look at legitimate competition, and I mean, you can just take a look at this World Cup that just happened. Draw yes. against England, Netherlands just kicking the absolute living shit out of them once they figured out their game plan, and yeah. And you didn't even beat Wales, for God's sake. And we were yeah. also that, yes. <laughs> I mean, so assuming... I mean, you know, we still maintain our winning record against England in the World Cup. I mean, we have that going <laughs> for us, so. Of course. One of course. wins, hey, one win, two draws. I, I you know what? <laughs> the, the stats don't lie there. There but... could be, there could, it could be worse. Ball don't, ball don't, in fact, lie. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, we're I, all. So I'm assuming that's a likely for all three of us. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm there with the likely as well. Uh, forget <laughs> likely. That's a stone cold yeah. lock, I'd say. Yeah. It, it's you know because mo most of your games against non-concrete opposition are going to come at World Cup, and it's going to be a higher quality. Although you know, expanding that World Cup, I think it's going to 48 teams next time. It might help. Yeah, maybe Barbados will get in. Maybe, uh, <laughs> and we'll get them in our group. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyways john what's your next one for us all right okay here we go um based on yesterday as well jude bellingham ends up as real madrid's top scorer for this season for this season well considering they don't have kareem benzema anymore uh likely they have one striker and it's hosselu and he only came on for 10 minutes yesterday they had vinicius up front with um rodrigo I mean, there's still. I mean, there's still any second now. Mbappe could could agree, but you know. Yeah, that's the other factor. I was I was going in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll say that it's very dependent on what their transfer business is. But even with that, I'll say unlikely. I'll say, Vinny Junior outdoes him by maybe a goal, a single one once the end of the season ends. But it's going to be a tough year for uh, Ancelotti over there at this point. I almost, seeing the state in which Real is in right now, they're kind of in limbo this year before a couple more signings come in next year. Obviously, Endic is going to be the big one like next uh, year around, next summer once he is 18 and able to actually move to Europe and what have you. But yeah, you'd almost think Ancelotti might have, you know, maybe consider taking the Brazil job a year early at this rate with the way things are going, but we'll wait and see. I'll say unlikely, though. I mean, I, I will point out that Real Madrid, uh, as far as the betting odds uh, of, uh, of you know, winning the La Liga title, they were at even odds as of last week when I, you know, when I last looked. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't think they win the Champions League again this year. But yeah, I was go. I was leaning towards likely. But again, it's almost a 50-50 call for me because with Vinny Jr. as a second. Well, yeah, I mean, there is that too. Uh, also, I just wanted to point out that, uh, remember, there is a certain clause in a certain contract at uh, on the blue side of Manchester uh, about 2024 in the Real Madrid. Watch watch that space. Oh, that was a le- – they've allegedly tried to buy that out while they've started negotiations on it. Oh, really? Ooh, spicy. All right, my next question. Uh, all three promoted clubs, that is Sheffield United, Luton Town, and Bournemouth, will go back to de- Oh, sorry? Burnley. Oh, Burnley. I'm sorry, I said Bournemouth, didn't I? My bad. I meant Burnley. Uh, all three promoted clubs will go back down this season, likely or unlikely. Chris? Unlikely. I think both uh, Burnley and Luton will stay up. Sheffield will go down. Ooh, spicy. To me... I have Wolves, Everton, and Sheffield as my three relegated sides this year. Oh, I like that. Th- there are a lot of bad sides there at the bottom of the Premiership again this year. I think we're going to see another one where, where it's case of... It's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to the last day. 100% yeah. it's going to come down to the last day. But I think if Luton can get enough points at home, they'll find a way of staying up even if it's the last week. I feel they're at least preparing themselves for that reality of they're in a relegation pattern from the get-go. and focus on that. I just think Everton has credited the needle one too many times, and Wolves are in fucking shambles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I, Sheffield United, we've already talked about them earlier, so that's why I have those as my three. See, I'm but Burnley say, is good enough to stay. See, I'm opinion. also going to say unlikely because of Everton, so that automatically knocks out one spot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, just Everton alone, but yeah, Wolves, yeah, Wolves, I, I think, may be in trouble, too. Yeah. I, I'm going unlikely as well. I had the question as well, I should say. But mm-hmm. I mean, it is I, a I, standard I, question. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, see, I see Burnley having enough to stay up. I, they they showed enough, I think, particularly in that first game against the best side in the league. But, you know, they didn't give them all their own way there. So I see them be okay, but I, I, st- I still think Luton could, Luton could well go down. We'll probably know by the end of September when we know a lot about their home form. And yeah, I, I don't see Sheffield United getting out of the basement all season. Chris. Right. Across all five power league, and I say that in quotations, of course, winners of last season, Man City, PSG, Barcelona, Napoli, Bayern. Bayern Munich will be the one to bottle their league title, likely or unlikely. Ooh, that, that's a good one because... Obviously, Bellingham's gone from Dortmund now, so we don't know how they're going to fare in replacing him. Um, yeah, but Leipzig also... Had, I mean, Le- Leipzig... Yeah, Do- Donny yeah. Olmo at Leipzig showed out yesterday. Yeah, so there are a couple, so... But I also don't think that Bayern actually fielded a first team yesterday either, so... <laughs> I, just because I want to see it, because I'm bored with... You know, we've had this over five years. You get three quarters of great seasons in the Bundesliga and then they all go to shit in the last quarter. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to say likely because I want it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> are you manifesting John? Are, 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 yeah, I am manifesting. I believe in all the woo woo shit. Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say unlikely though. I think of those, I think it's, it seems more likely Napoli is not going to retain their title than, than Bayern. 
mm-hmm. to be honest. I mean, Bayern, I mean, we, we've thought Bayern was down and out before, and they, they still end up winning the Meisterschale, as I mentioned in the first half of this show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to say that's unlikely. I, I'm, I'm actually yeah. thinking, and, and this actually goes to a question I will have later on. Fair enough. To me, in particular, as much as I would like to see it, I do think that with Serie A's recent years where there's been different teams winning it after that streak of dominance that Juventus did have for about a decade plus, that yeah. Napoli is most likely to bottle their league title over Bayern, mainly because Ken Min Jae has gone over to Bayern, as a matter of fact. And to me, we talk about Valskelia, we talk about uh, Ossiman, but Kidman Jay was kind of that glue that was holding that defense together for Napoli throughout all last season. And they're not going to have him anymore. And that's going to be a big question that they've got to answer for throughout the course of this upcoming transfer window. You know, try to maintain form. I wouldn't be surprised if AC Milan makes a push for the title again this season and kind of beats them out for it. So I'll say unlikely, unfortunately, as much as I would like to see Bayern bottle it for once. So. Think that goes over to you now, John? It does. Um, okay. Here we go. Okay, by the end of the season, we finally see some action on the F on the financial fair play charges for City and or Chelsea. Likely or unlikely? Unlikely, because both teams have lawyered up so bad. It's not even funny. This this will get dragged out for years. So I and and plus, you know, I I, I just have no hope of seeing any sort of justice ever being done so you know yeah unlikely i my cynicism and almost completely agree with it even though <laughs> i would love to think it would happen yeah although i think it could get interesting if city do uh, sorry if chelsea do sign casino and questions start getting asked about their ffp situation mm-hmm. i think i think liverpool certainly would push for it Here's what I'll say as a contrarian on this one. I will say likely, but it's not going to be what anybody wants to hear by any stretch. Maybe Chelsea might get slapped on the wrist because of their creative accounting over the past two years or so between their January window as well as the uh, deals with the Saudis in recent seasons to get a couple of players out. But City is beating the allegations and we're all going to hate our existences for it. It, it. I've resigned myself to that fact at this juncture. It sucks, but they're not going to be they're not going to seriously take a team that's been helping the league make a boatload of cash and go, "Right, you violated all these rules, uh you're getting relegated. Goodbye." That's uh that's a market you unfortunately it's the whole like you don't mess with the golden egg kind of situation at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I I just have no hope of any justice ever coming from this so you know so it goes all right my next question kind of related to what chris had uh earlier uh we've gone in the last four in the previous four seasons we've gone from juventus to internazionale to milan to napoli we will get a fifth different champion in five seasons in Serie A this year likely or unlikely oh i see i'd still yeah, I, I think I think Napoli will retain title. Really? Even, even, yeah. Really? Yeah. I, yeah. So I, I'm going to go unlikely because 
I think you're asking for five champions in five seasons. It rarely happens, particularly in the modern age. I mean, we, four is unlikely in the modern yeah. age, and yet Serie A has been that league that's done it. So it has, it has been. I, I would love to see it because I love the competitive bounce in Serie A at the moment because you can see anyone in five. But Napoli were that far ahead of everyone else. I even think with the losses in the transfer market this season, they've still got enough to win it. Mm. Okay, Chris. To me, it's it, it's an interesting proposal because I don't think Napoli will be as dominant this season just because of the circumstances uh, behind it. But to me, in particular, just thinking about it, because AC Milan, I feel, has a good chance, but Lazio has kind of been low-key decent over the past couple of years, and they were runner-ups this last year. If anybody could do it, it's those guys. Um, I'm going to buck the trend. I'm going to say that it's likely that Lazio pulls it off this year and gives us a fifth different champion in uh, Serie A. You know, that that is uh, the one club I could see doing that. That is the mm -hmm. one club. However, I am also going to say unlikely to my own question because, well, I'll, I'll just put it this way. Juve don't have European football this season. Mm-hmm. True. And because of that, I think that they can concentrate on the league. Now, that doesn't guarantee winning the Scudetto, of course. And if I, I had another question, you know, I, I'll just, you know, maybe I'll just throw this out there, too. I think they could win either the Scudetto or the Coppa Italia. I don't think they'll win both. Um, I think besides Lazio and Juve, I think maybe Milan may have the best shot at getting the title back. I, I, I don't think Napoli will retain. Mm -hmm. But if it is if it is going to be a fifth different one, I think it will be Lazio. I don't think it will be. I think it will be either Juve or Milan for different reasons. So I'm going to say unlikely to my own question. Fair enough. Entirely fair. All right. So my next one is obviously they've been – Kind of the talk of the footballing world for the past two years after Rob uh, McElhaney and Ryan Reynolds uh, acquired the club back in 2020, 2021. Wrexham did get promoted to uh, League Two as of this past season. Wrexham will earn promotion to League One this year, likely Ooh. or unlikely. Uh, okay, so I had a similar question. I had Wrexham will stay in the football league. I, I don't think there's any doubt on that one. <laughs> say what? I don't think there's any doubt on that one. They'll be fine. Yeah. Really? Because um, they played two games so far and uh, lost one, drew one. So, but they, they but they also advanced in the Carabao Cup, and they are also missing Paul Mullen for a little while because of the incident that happened during preseason with a punctured lung that he got oh, in the game against. Yeah, he got it was the friendly against Manchester uh, United over in the US actually were to happen so he's out for another oh i think goodness. five six weeks out yeah. of it so like well, they're missing no their joke. top scorer which makes sense yeah as to why they've kind of struggled at the beginning there but um, no i do think they okay so you know what i i, I think it'll be it, i don't think it'll be enough for them to stay in the football league i don't think they'll get promoted to league one so i'm gonna say unlikely to that okay one. i i have seen a fair tendency because obviously my hometown club newport 
play in this league. It's it's a <laughs> rock hard league. It, it's just brutal. If they can, if they can find a little run of form, you know, just to put them up there. I think if they do go up, it would be through the playoffs. I don't think mm-hmm. they, I think it'd be a stretch for them to actually go and win in the promotion places. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's possible, but I would just say slightly unlikely because it is a big jump from that division, you know, from non-league to the league. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think they'll do fine. I think they'll end up mid-table, but I don't think they'll go up quite yet, so I'll go unlikely. I mean, it, it's yeah. not impossible. I mean, look how quickly mm-hmm. look how quickly AFC Wimbledon shot up through the league system after only like what fifteen years of existence. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. I mean, and there are other clubs with money behind them as well in that league at the top. Yeah. So, and here's what I'll say to me in particular: I do think that. They've got certain players that are League One caliber guys. They're already, as is Paul Mullins, the obvious uh, one. I do think that they make a push for it, but they probably they earn a playoff place, but they fall short of the mark during the playoffs. So I am saying that it is unlikely as well, but I do think that they will surprise a couple of people, as will Notts County as well too, which was the other team that went up from the National League side right. of the spectrum. They, yeah, I, I just think that they're not, I, I think that they're going to struggle. I mean, I think they need to stabilize themselves in the football league before they even think yep. about going into League One. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, one, thing, one thing they don't want to do is repeat the, mis- the, the mistakes and hubris, more to the point, of Salford City, mm-hmm. which that, that has been more hubris than ability. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, yeah, I mean, we've seen clubs come up with money in this division, and they have struggled to find their level at times. They have stood. I, I don't remember the last club who went right through that league. So, yeah, I, I, I just don't think at the top of my head, Luton probably might be the closest example to it at this point. Yeah, and I, even I think they took a while. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, John. All right. Okay. So. Tom Brady, fresh from his visit to Birmingham pubs, develops a real ale habit. Likely or unlikely. <laughs> Chris, I don't know if you if you know the uh the the the, the phenomenon known as real ale in, in the UK. Um I, I had them as cask ales. Um boy, John and I had stories about that pub about the angel in Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> me getting me getting hassled by a real loud. Uh. Let, let me let me just answer this right now. Tom Brady is a very retired and very very divorced man. It is very likely. <laughs> this is what I wanted. <laughs> you know what? Sure, why not? Likely, sure. I mean, you know what? I thought that I thought that the uh, the Cascales were really good, actually. Oh, they are. I, I, a... I, I, I kind of wish that they had something like that here, but they don't. So that that Brady diet is going out the window. Let me tell you right. <laughs> Once it's done, so we're all saying likely, and 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 uh, and Tom Brady's turning into a real ale lout on us. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he's going to turn up star next season. The gut of you know the biggest gut in the world. He's going to look <laughs> like an offensive lineman. <laughs> Might know like some. Uh, comics writers we know <clears throat> uh anyway 
<laughs> All right, my next question, a little bit more serious. A major non-European, non-North American league will get a huge global TV deal during this season, likely or unlikely? I think simply because your major markets, you know, you're talking the US, even even the um, East Asia, it's, it's quite, it's saturated at the minute. I don't see it happening. Not right now. I think even the Saudi League, uh, it's worldwide TV is with Dazen or D-A-Z-N. The Zone, yeah, is what they're called. The Zone, is it? Yeah, the NFL over here on that Game Pass thing as well. So I just don't see that anyone's quite got the star presence to make it through just yet. So I'm going to go unlikely at the minute. Yeah, for this year, I will say unlikely as well, but I know there's definitely quite a few irons in the works when you look at certain leagues. Obviously, uh, as someone who follows the J-League, I've been seeing their present expand on YouTube over the past year or so where they're showing like yep. at least one or two matches every week to anyone outside of the zone in Japan, which the zone has like the broadcasting rights, I believe, over there, like in-country, but everywhere else in the world, you can catch those on YouTube as it is. If Brazil, if the Brazilian league can get its shit together and put up a new broadcasting deal together, they could be on board for it. But I do still feel that's another one to three years away, depending on how they work out the structure and pay grade for everybody that's going to be involved. So unlikely for this season, but watch the space. Yeah, actually, Brazil and Japan were the two I had in mind, uh, mainly because a, as you mentioned. Uh, the J-League's presence on YouTube now, which can always be a, a leap towards a TV deal. But also, I remember reading several articles now about a, a proposed Brazilian Premier League coming. Yeah. But, you know, that, that that seems to have stalled out as well. So, God, God knows we need God knows we need it. Because, I mean, as somebody who was a Palmeiras fan, our club is in relatively better health financially than a lot of others. But I want to see the Brazilian game expand as a whole. Like in given like the strength of the league and the consistency on different teams, at least winning it every year. You know, you may have some teams that are dominant for a year or two, but you at least have some sort of parity. It's not like there's one sing single team that's always running away with it entirely. And it's entertaining football. It's where a lot of the guys that you eventually see in these uh, top European leagues come from the begin with. So why not have an outlet for people to see that as these guys are growing into the fold? So, and getting them paid in a process too. That's the important part. Getting like the Brazilian league, the money that it deserves. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. And yeah, the money has to come in and there has to be investment for it too. 100%. So, you know, yeah. yeah. So, all right. So for our next one in this case that I've got here, uh, as you know, Newcastle, obviously, everybody knows the story at this point with the investments and everything in between, how they've been improving the team over the last few years. But they are still very much a team that has not won a title for, let's say, a while. But this season, <laughs> Newcastle will win their first title in 69 nice years. <laughs> <laughs> likely or unlikely. Very, very fitting for this show, Chris. You, 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 you're fitting in. I know my brand. I know my brand. <laughs> um, you know what? 
if they keep playing like they played uh, yesterday, uh, I'm going to say likely. I, I like the balls of that call. Unfortunately, I don't see it because, A, there's Man City in the way. You know, you would need Erling Haaland to fall over very early in the season for this to happen. I know Kevin De Bruyne is out for a few weeks, but I don't see City dropping off enough. And I think with the addition of the Champions League games for this year, I don't think they've increased their depth that much. So I, I think a triumph for them this season would be if they can maintain that top four spot, if they can get another Champions League fixture, they might even have a better shot in the Champions League, to be honest, than I think they do at the title. But I mean that we'll would that would count as a uh that would count as a uh as a trophy. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't say it was a likely trophy. I said they had a yeah. better which you know, one percent is better than zero. Okay. <laughs> so if, if we're saying that if we're saying that that Spurs are not out of the running for a Carabao Cup. Why can't we say the same for Newcastle? I, yeah. I, I, I said because I think there are just too many good teams around them at the minute, and who are doing improve. I, I think what they're doing is they are improving slowly. They are building mm -hmm. something. You know, they're not building something on sand here. Gotcha. So it's it's a firm foundation for what they want to do going forward. So I'm I'm going to say it's unlikely, but I would be. Even though I don't like the owners, I would be really glad for the guys I know up in Newcastle who, who absolutely adore their football. Mm -hmm. Fair. Uh, I will say this, just because we've seen, even with the trouble that they won last season, that could have been a quad if Man City didn't decide to play their second to third team against Southampton and then fall short of the marker in the, Car in the Carabao. I would not be surprised if in one of these games where they're rotating their lineups that they get caught by surprise by one of these teams in a FA Cup or a Carabao Cup and end up kind of as the shock elimination this year around, which opens the window for some teams, which I do think Newcastle falls among them. What are, I don't think it'll be the Premier League. I don't think it'll be the Champions League, but either the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup, I think Newcastle is likely to win one of those two this year. So I'm going with likely. Nice. I, I like it. On that point, I, I was going to go because we saw uh, Nathan Jones being the man who denied City the quadruple last year. I'm going to go Man City blow another trophy to an equally unlikely source or an equally unlikely victor. Likely or unlikely. I think just to piggyback of that, what I just said on the Newcastle side, yeah, yeah it is likely that it happens. I'm not sure yeah. who it will be, but I don't think it will be a dominant team because you've seen the way they play the dominant teams, obviously, met, uh, Man United in the FA Cup, uh, obviously, enter in the Champions League and how they played in the Prem side. They took those games as seriously as a harpy and then... The one time they kind of, you know, let their foot off the gas a little bit, Nathan Jones and Southampton caught him off guard. So, yeah, yeah I, it would be, it would not be surprising to see somebody do that to them again in one of these cups, in one of the earlier rounds on top of that, too, while they're still trying to find the overall form with some of their newer signings, as well as obviously Kevin DeBrida's, uh, hamstring kind of putting him in almost uncle status at this point that man is getting old let's not forget that he's very good but he is getting old yeah so I mean, you know he, things he, to consider time catches up to us all yeah uh i am also going to say it's likely that city will will botch a cup game 
I, I think that that's likely. And it may even be a Champions League final. <laughs> I mean, it could, it could even be a Champions League one. But, yes, I think they they will definitely botch a, uh, a, a, a knockout game of some kind. Because they do have form doing that. Let's not forget. They, oh, they do have form doing that. We need, we need the bald fraud memes to come back. What a way to do it in that situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look look at them botching, you know, that, that the, charity, the community shield again for the second year in a row. Damn. <laughs> you hate to see it. Okay, um, Harry Kane will break his single-season goal record for Tottenham, whatever that was. I, I did not care enough to look it up. But whatever it was at Spurs, he, he, he will score more goals at Bayern than he, in in the in this season than he did ever at Tottenham, likely or unlikely. I think his record is something around 30 off the top of my head, somewhere close to that. Um, I, I think simply the maths of it are against him because Bayern have only 34 games in the league, obviously. So That's true. Just by the pure maths of it, I don't think so. But again, I think he can. I think he can. He's going to feast against the uh, the lower half of the Bundesliga again. And we. And the other thing, he hasn't learned that language yet, and that is always a big sign to me of whether someone's going to settle or not. So I, I'm going to go unlikely, just with all those factors. Yeah, I'm going to say that he'll have a good season. It'll be somewhere around. 20-ish goals, but not enough to break. the. I believe it's with the Prem, it's 30 over a calendar year. It's 39 for him. I have no doubts he'll get like probably 30 goals in total between all competitions because the DFB Pokal, he'll feast uh, some of those lower German league sides. But otherwise, uh, I just don't see it happening. I don't see him outdoing Lewandowski's 41 record by any stretch. Yeah, I wasn't asking if he was going to outdo Lewandowski. I said, is yeah, he going to outdo, in, in general, outdo the one his personal best at Spurs? Yes. Yeah, so I think he'll just be short of the marker, which is the 39 over a 12-month like rolling calendar in the 30 in the Premier League. He'll come closer to like 20 or so in the Bundesliga. Okay, interesting. I think it's probably unlikely too. Just because, you know, Bayern also have, you know, they still have, you know, the, the likes of, uh, uh, I mean, Sadio Mane is still a Bayern player right now. And and this may, and, and with Kane being there, that may actually suit him better. But there's also, you know, there's still Serge Gnabry too. Sadio Mane just made, Sadio Mane has made the move already, man. Oh, He's already he? an illness here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my bad. I didn't catch. No worries. That. No worries. You're good. But yeah, no, he already. Yeah, he already made the move a couple of weeks back. He's oh, okay. Well, I missed him. that because I. You know, <laughs> you're good. I'm not paying attention to what Al Nasir is doing. Oh yeah, so, understandable. Yeah. So what? So you missed Bobby Firmino's debut hat trick? <gasps> yeah, I did. <laughs> um, did 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 you miss it too, John? Or no, did you I, not really no, miss no, it? I told you about it. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. Uh, I think we all have one left, right? Yep. Okay. Chris. Okay. So we're all unlikely on that one, just to make sure I'm just putting this on in writing I right think now. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. All, cool. all right. So uh, my last one, fairly simple. Early in Highland, we'll win the 2023 Ballon d'Or. Ooh. Ooh. Ah, well, well since, since Ronaldo is pretty much out of the running for it now. 
Um, you know what? Sure, why not? Likely. I'll say it's likely because out of all the years, Ronaldo going to the Saudi League, Messi kind of having the stint he did at PSG before making the move to Inter Miami. The and Erling Holland being on a treble winning team, which includes a Champions League, in his first year after arriving in England. If it's gonna happen, it's this year. To me, at least, I think if there was any year for that to happen, yeah. And, and plus, I mean, Robert Lewandowski, who should have won it two years ago, um, he had a good season at Barcelona. He did not have a great season at Barcelona. So yeah, yeah you know what? Why not? Yeah, likely. I, I am gonna say unlikely. Just got. I think at the end of this year they'll probably reward some like. Kevin De Bruyne for his career, and I think if, if it's yeah. at the end of this season, there is uh, another Euros, and usually, if someone has a shit hot Euros, they will be looking for the trophy, so they'll be getting that Ballon d'Or. So I am just going to say unlikely plus early. I think all he does is score goals, so I, I just think they'll they'll reward the all round game Kevin De Bruyne at the end of this year. So I'm just going to go unlikely. It might have Fair well. Enough. Uh, all righty, and just with just a simple one again for me on the last one. You know, we're seeing a clampdown on time wasting. We're seeing the clampdown on, on everything like that. So I'm going to say a match, including both halves here, goes to 120 minutes this year. Mm, I'm going to say unlikely. I don't think they're going to extend extra time that far. I would say both halves. There's been I can think you can do 10 minutes both halves. Possibly at least. That still wouldn't be 120 minutes, though. Yeah, it's 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 not. It's kind of 110. All you need is another little five minutes here and there. Mm, I'm still going to say unlikely. Uh, I'll say we come close, maybe to the 113, 114 marker, and chaos ensues out of it. But <laughs> I don't think we reach the full 120 yeah. this year. Wait until next year, though. <laughs> Next year might be the one. I would say it's I'm unlikely for this year, though. So. I'm loving that optimism. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll kind of go unlikely as well because I, I do think we'll hit ten minutes both hours at some point, particularly with some of the shit hazery like you know Jordan Pickford's quite capable of pulling. Well, we did have a twelve minute. I think it was uh, this morning. It was Brentford and Spurs. We had a twelve minute. Yeah, eleven minutes. A, was it eleven? Well, it went to yes. twelve. But at the same time, I think that was due to an injury, too. So I, I think yes. that there was some of that, too. But, you know, the second half at, at a time was only four minutes. So, you know, who yeah. could yeah. tell? The Tara, the Tara Mings injury yesterday. So, yeah, yeah. there was that, too. Yes. Yeah, so I think I'm wasting plus a big injury. Yeah, you'll have that. Which, again, I don't know why Pep is bitching about the the amount of extra time given in the Community Shield final win. Did he miss when two when a city and an arsenal player both collided with heads. Yeah. That's going to add at a time, buddy. I mean, sorry about you. You know, may, may, maybe, you know, yeah. Anyway. All right. Oh boy. Oh boy. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Yeah. Queue, queue up to unlimited. Cause y'all ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> Alexi Lawless will have his road to Damascus moment and realize what a 
massive dickhead he is at last and retire from broadcasting with immediate effect, likely or unlikely. That would require a degree of self-awareness. So I'm going to say exceptionally unlikely. I'm manifesting, John. I'm manifesting. <laughs> hey, you never know. He might go get to some church. He might end up being a preacher and evangelist or something. Find as long as you're out my way. <laughs> I'm going to say unlikely because, again, self-awareness is not something that he has. But I do think if he keeps this absolute dickhead behavior up, someone sooner or later is going to get pissed off enough to start looking into him, and they're going to find something that nobody's going to like once it comes out into the oh, open, and maybe wow. that's how they finally get rid of him. Oh, wow. Again, I just would not be surprised, given uh, his track record in recent cir circumstances. Obviously, anyone who comes out as a Ron DeSantis stand should be looked into personally by the authorities because there's yeah, something going on there. As a person, but well, as we've determined, every accusation is a confession. <laughs> it, it, it will, it will not be by his own volition that he will leave. So that's why I'm saying it's unlikely, but yes, watch this space over the next couple of years, because if you keep digging at some point or another, you're going to nerf some shit. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are, are we manifesting again here? Because I'm, I'm, I'm... That's me. This is my Professor X move. And if you... I'm not shaving my head. And if you... I mean, have you seen how long my hair is now? <laughs> It's yeah. like longest it's ever been. Um, Overloading you are. If you have any opinions on uh, what we've been discussing here today on episode 84 of the Busting Balls podcast, you can hit us up on Twitter, not X, on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod. Email, or email us, bustingballspod at gmail.com. Uh, you have been listening to this through our native SoundCloud feed, soundcloud.com slash busting-balls, or the PWOM podcast network, soundcloud.com slash pro wrestling only, and you can find us on Spotify, search Busting Balls Podcast. Uh, Chris, where can people find you and your videos? Sure. So, obviously, communication-wise, good old Twitter, slash X, whatever you want to call it, at Brazilian Fury. That's Brazilian with an S instead of a Z. And my YouTube channel, which is Brazilian Fury, also spelled the same way with the S instead of a Z over in Brazilian. I mostly do uh, football manager, like, content and what have you, but I've been getting into doing some video essays here and there. Did one for Knots, did one regarding Andres Iniesta's uh, time over in the J-League, as well as a fun little video essay on why your team isn't winning the Premier League, which you should check out given the, you know, relevance of that during this particular current age. Absolutely. And some more projects in the works as well, too, sooner or later here. I am possibly considering a hater's guide to the Copa Libertadores once we have our finalists in a couple of months as well, <laughs> just to go over everybody that was involved in that picture okay. and give our North American audience a bit of a knowledge about that South America does in fact ball in these tournaments. All right, John, any last words? Fuck you, Anthony Taylor. <laughs> 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 um, we should have a pod blast next week um, once the uh, the Women's World Cup final is over. So on behalf of Chris Amaseno, it's good night for me. 
And it's good night from Chris. <laughs> oh, uh, I may have missed the cue here, but hey, look, good night to everybody. Thank you so much for coming through. And uh, if you're listening to this, go on Twitter and tell us if you could do one move onto Alexi Lalas, what would it be and why? And, we, and, we, and by that, we mean pro wrestling move. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, you know, I'm the British street fighting move. It's a straight kick to the gonads. Come on. <laughs> That's called a low blow, John. R.I.P. Exotic Adrian Street <laughs> for, for, for that Welsh content John so clearly craves. All right. We should be back uh, next week with a pod blast about the Women's World Cup. So see you then.